Hey, welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. I'm Javier and I'm here with... Shannon. Yay. So we are still in Hot Zona. Um, it's just what I call it. I've um, renamed it. I've renamed it to Hot Zona. It um, hasn't been actually that bad. No, no. And it's been good. We had, we had, you know, it's been good to be able to see family. We've had uh, meetings. We've had a lot of exciting things going on, but also um, being able to connect with family, um, celebrate mm-hmm. the life of a family member that recently yeah. passed away as well. And blessed that we were able to be here in the area to do that. So how are you? And also yes. our girls are here. Yes, so they are. So we were able my to My mom see heart them. is happy. Yes. So how are you? Now, how are you? <laughs> you always ask me how I am. I am doing fantastic. You know what? You know how you know you're getting old? Hmm. Um, when you go to a friend's house and you have to sleep in their guest room and you have like the worst night's sleep ever. And we love if you're listening, we love you. We <laughs> it's not it's not you. Actually, she actually has our old mattress from well, our old house. Yeah, but it was just it was a little yeah, but there is There was a reason we got a new mattress. <laughs> no, it was just an added there's was, there was a topper on top of it that was from our daughter actually. So it's like all we slept on I know. <laughs> all the things that formerly used to be ours. Um, yes. so that was funny. But yeah. No, it, I woke up and I was like I feel like I'm 95 years old. Yeah. Like every part of my body hurt. Yeah. So I get cranky and I like to be at home. In my bed with yeah, you my do. pillows. We both got we both got cranky yesterday. We were like ready my, to be home with my sheets. I don't know how I've I'll, become very ritualistic about bedtime. Yeah, no, I don't know have. if that's good or bad. Well, I also don't know how many of you like when you're gone. Like, do you look forward to going home? Like being back home, not just in your bed, but just being back home. Like we love what we get to do with a marriage lab on the road, and we love our little place. But Javi, it was um, it was that way when and, we would go away on a trip. I'd be like, I just can't wait to get back home. True. Do I don't know. I feel more so now for some reason. No, I always liked to get back home. Don't tell me no. I can say no for me. No, you said no to me like no. <laughs> you know what I meant. I don't feel valid. I've always right liked to get back home. I love to be on vacation. I love to do things. But then you just want to get back in your own space, get the laundry done, yeah. get everything put away. You know, just settle down and curl up with a good movie. How do you curl up with a good movie? On our tiny How's couch. It keep you <laughs> so, anyways, no, um, but we've been watching this new show called yeah. Love on the Spectrum. It's not uh, new; it's been around, but yeah, yeah. But there's a new new episodes out right now, and can I just say how sweet and endearing this show is, and how it just makes your heart so happy because people who are on the spectrum typically don't have a lot of filters. They say exactly how they feel Mm -hmm. and how they're feeling when they're, when they're on a date and they're like, I have feelings for you right now, or they'll be like, "Uh, I'm so in love with you right now. Can we just change the subject? I don't like this right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He's like, I I don't want to talk about movies anymore. I don't like TV. (laughs) So I don't want to talk about TV shows anymore right now. She's like, moving on. Okay. Well, I mean, so, there's actually something to be learned in that, and just the honesty, the and honesty, the and unfiltered. The, yes, I mean, I'm not. We're not telling you to be unfiltered and just like no, be but there's something honoring, off, there's but, something authentic about just how they communicate. It's just so sweet to watch. Well, and You're there's like, not many barriers like they in in the sense of like they want to be loved and want to be liked, yeah. but there's also just a freedom as well. Like this is who I but am. But when you see them on their first date, there's not a lot of pretending. 
No. They just are who they are. And I think that we try so hard to pretend to hide our flaws and hide the things that we don't like um, that it probably takes a while for uh, the person we're dating or eventually marry. Or to, in our marriage, we do that. Yeah, to about. really get to know us because it's like we're tr always trying to hide or pretend this part of us doesn't exist. That is true. So what I love about that show is I was like they're just they're just free to be who they are and I love the unfiltered I I just Yeah, no, I do too. Show makes me so happy. No, I do too. So there's a lot going on and we just want to say I don't think we addressed this on any of our podcast um but in regards to the what recently took place in Uvalde um, and I know as each and every one of you are as well, like we are praying for the families. We are aware that the, just the, you know, we've walked alongside individuals who have lost, you know, children, um, children and yeah. it's a, it's a, something that can't even be expressed in words, uh, the deep pain and loss and brokenness that comes with that. Mm -mm. Um, and we've seen families who, um, their relationships afterwards have struggled, right? Marriages have broken or fallen apart because of it. And then when we've seen some have grown stronger. So we are praying for the families. We are praying for the children that were there, that were impacted. There are so many that individuals for the you know, police officers, for those that are involved and the first responders, like you, we want to pray for all of them, but we're going to ask you too, that you would pray also for uh, the, those that have lost um, children, pray for them, their marriage and their relationships, yes. because here's the thing, you know, like, like they will be impacted and it will impact them in such a way that um, if they're not united together as a couple, um, you know, if they are married. Through, through tragedy, through, then. It's it's very difficult, right? And we, and we so, live in a broken world where there is good and evil and the enemy will try to attack those areas where we have great loss or a deficit. So I'm just being vigilant about praying for. Yeah all these families yeah, we have to. and their siblings and extended families. I yeah. mean, it didn't just affect a, a family. You talking about aunts and uncles and cousins yeah. and neighbors yeah. and friends. Yeah. So not, I mean, that's going to yeah. and there's so many debates and stuff around that we're not going to talk about right now, but it's more like the responsibility still we have at the core to pray, to uplift. Yes. And because we are, have a focus on marriage and families to pray for those family units specifically yes. to pray for those marriages, to remain intact, to remain solid, to move towards each other, not away from one another, to rely on each other, to lean into each other, um, to have grace for one another. Um, because this is a moment where it's easy to pull apart. It's easy to retreat. Um, and these are the moments where, like, even a little bit what we're talking about today is, like, where we have to have a resiliency, um, for sure. And so what we wanted, so just transitioning, what we wanted to talk about a little bit today, um, I don't know, I was just thinking about this, this fact that we have, we're... <sighs> this place that we've been in, you know, with COVID and pandemics and, you know, lockdowns, all the things that we experienced. And now we're, we're years into this. And it, there's a sense of feeling of coming onto the other side of this right now, um, a sense of maybe normalcy in some respect and being able to get back to things. And for some of you, maybe you feel that. For some of you, maybe you're not feeling that. Um, maybe you're all in different places. But, you know, we recognize that we had so many people reaching out during that time mm -hmm. and it's still happening. Yeah. Um, I don't think people relationally and in their marriages, especially in families that they've reached a place where they feel that they've 
that they're resilient, that they've bounced back, right? Like, I think we were like white knuckling, we're getting through it, we're doing what we need to do. But like, I don't know if we were refreshing ourselves as we were supposed to, taking care of ourselves. And I think many of us in our marriages, that pandemic revealed a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, but I think it goes without saying that um, no matter what season of marriage you were in during the pandemic, it all left a permanent scar on us in some way or another. Sure, yeah. And uh, sometimes you look at that scar and you're, you, you're like, how did, how did we get this? Like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this pandemic. I didn't ask to go for, through this because it, it, yes, it revealed a lot of things um, about ourselves and about our marriage yeah. because of the circumstances that it, it put us yeah. in. One, putting yeah. a lot of people at home. Yeah, putting all of our children at home, and we've talked about this. We've talked about this a lot, so we're yeah. not. We don't. We, we don't want to camp on the fact that we know it had an impact. So we yeah. know that. I yeah. think the 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 key thing here is there's this call to be resilient, right? And resiliency is about you know it's described as to withstand or recover quickly, right, from a difficult situation, like to bounce back, to recoil, to bounce back into shape. And you know it says resilience, like to come back quickly. Mm. And I don't think that in this moment, now that we're on the other side of this, we have not seen the psychological, the marital, the familial impact that this is going to have. We haven't seen the full extent of it yet. I think we that really a lot haven't. of, I think that a lot of people discovered I'm not resilient. <laughs> no, they feel they may not be, have been resilient, but yeah. I think like we want to be, to have bounced back and maybe we're not there yet and that's okay. But some of the things that maybe you learned and now you're on the other side of it, what we what we hope that you're that that we can impart today is that we don't go back to what was mm. and maybe what was 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 good and that wasn't bad mm-hmm. but you've probably learned a lot in the in between and to be on this other side i don't want you to go back to what was i want you to go back to hopefully was better um, that you're stronger that you're more united that you're working in and within your relationship at a deeper level uh, maybe uh, it revealed some things that were very difficult. It revealed some cracks in your foundation in your marriage. Yeah. And now you're on the other side of that. And we like we want to tell you to be resilient and keep moving forward in that, keep changing and keep transforming and keep working on things um, and not go back to how things were. Because mm-hmm. we get to a point where like, we, we've got to do this fight or flight. We got, I got to homeschool now. We got to do this and we have to, like, we have to work on the marriage because now this came up and so... We, we react to all those things, mm-hmm. and now we're on the other side of this, and we can easily go back to what was, we, or we can move forward to better, the stronger. But I also think that some people just aren't fully there yet. They feel still wiped out a little bit, not refreshed. Yeah. And I don't know if because people didn't have reserves. <clears throat> and that's another part of this side oh, of resilience. Is 100% like, people we, did not have reserves. We didn't have reserves going into something. So if I'm going to go across the, the desert, right, on a camel, the camel's got reserves. But for me, I have to have enough water. And if I don't have reserves for even unexpected things that may happen, like, yeah, I could die out there, right? Yeah. And so what are the reserves that, that we that we can build in now, recognizing where we've come from 
that maybe it could have been different going through that season had we built strong reserves. Well, I I really like where you're going and I like what you're saying, but I'm going to speak for all the people who are listening and they're going to say, Javier, I love the idea of having reserves. Tell me what that means. Tell me practically, tangibly, how do I build reserves in my marriage? What do I do? I don't understand. So so I want to speak to that. Um, But first I'll say that I think we have to still have continued resiliency, right? We have to have that in this moment, in this season, because here, here's here's what it, here's I think kind of comes down to is like I think we've abandoned the marriage, um, the moorings of marriage. We've abandoned the moorings of marriage. What are the moorings? Like we're afloat in what culture and society has said or how we should operate, what we should do. So we've abandoned the moorings of marriage. So the moorings like what you hook up to, what a boat would hook up to, what it would moor itself to, to anchor itself in essence. And so I think we've abandoned some of that in this season, the moorings of marriage that where we should be rooted and established. And, and because we've lost that, we come out of this and we're trying to anchor to something that's not good, that's not healthy. We're trying to anchor to something that maybe society says we should anchor to mm-hmm. or culture has now said it should be this way. And that's false. And so we need to get back to anchoring ourselves to God, anchor ourselves to his faithfulness. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to build the reserves that we need to outlast the things that we're going to face in our marriage. Right, we've talked about in some of our workshops that the reason you are married should be greater than what you are currently facing, mm. or the person. So, if we're faced with a pandemic, your reason for marriage should be greater than the situation you face, right? And so, if our reason is God, then it's greater than anything that we will ever face. And so, I think we have to get back to those moorings of marriage, those things that we're rooted in, those things that are we know are the foundation from where we started, and that needs to be um, how we start building then a place of. Build reserves, yeah. right? Practically, yes. I guess you're asking like practically, yeah. um, and I think we've talked about this a lot. Like, if you're gonna, if the season you're in right now, recognizing we don't want to go back, or this past season it's been tough, we've white knuckled it through, and we, but we know we need to build stronger, and we need to deal with these things consistently. I think building those reserves has to come from a place of recognizing first where we've come from and where we're going, right? So we need reserves for the long haul, right? Mm -hmm. We need reserves that are going to keep our marriage refreshed and alive and vibrant and dealing with things. And so I think like it, it is simple as the intentionality, right, of learning how to connect with one another, Serve. How to have moments where you're sitting down, you're connecting and investing in each other emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, spiritually, and all those arenas, because that builds emotional reserves. Mm-hmm. It'll build reserves of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying you're building these reserves also so that um, you can say, well, you know what? I've built up enough. So, you know, they should be fine. Like, you know, I know it's been busy. We haven't hung out or whatever. Like... I've got some stuff in the bank account I can pull from and we'll be fine. Yeah. We're talking about building reserves for those moments in life. What if we had another lockdown in two weeks? Yeah. What if some crazy monkeypox thing? Oh <laughs> just, my gosh. I'm sorry, that's monkey just ridiculous. Pox. But anyways, what if what if what if what if what if a what personal if tragedy hits your family? Yeah. Do you have enough reserves that you two would be able to link arms? And literally pull each other out of the pit. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I believe that part of that, uh, you talked about building that connection and intentionality. I believe serving one another is a huge way to build reserves. The way that you intentionally serve one another, find ways every day to serve your spouse, builds up reserves. So when tragedy does hit, you can literally rely on, like you won't question whether or not, will Javier be there for me? Will he be emotionally ready for me? Will he have something to offer me? I'm like, I already know if I fall apart, at five o'clock today, I'm not Which even. Which might happen. It, <laughs> it might. That I know. That I know. That I know. That I know. That you will do whatever yeah. you have to yeah. to carry me yeah. emotionally, physically, yeah. spiritually. Or if your spouse goes through a season, and we've known couples who are in have been through this or are going through it, has hit a wall of. It could be depression or anxiety. It could be clinical. It could be situational. Um, is going just with the season of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those reserves, and reserves are an investment. So to have a reserve, you have to make an investment. Mm-hmm. And, Which means you give up a little bit of yourself. And it's planning, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have reserves, I also have to plan mm. for what may happen. And some of us, we don't live that way. And it's why this season and now on the other side of it somewhat, we are hit and we're still surprised that we're not where we're at because we were depleting our, maybe depleting our reserves mm-hmm. and we haven't built them back. Mm-hmm. Right, because now it's just a whole different season, and some of us didn't have any, so we were just running on empty. So, just so many things were going on. So, right now, where you're at, how do you come back to that place of investing to build those reserves? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, that is an investment. So, there's a couple who's hit this wall. Your spouse hits this wall of deep emotional or psychological problems or struggles, like. You'd be able to come alongside, yeah, and you you would be able to serve and to love, pursue, and be available. And if it's a month, or it's two months, or it's three months, or it's forever, like you're or it's forever because like you're drawing from knowing that you've built this foundation and you've built reserves. Let me ask you a question. Your marriage. Let me ask you a question. It's one thing for a spouse to build reserves and then know that you have that when you go through something, but what about when that something? could be a terminal illness or or an a mental illness that that might take several years or going through did we know that we would be locked down for that long yeah. i wonder how you what, like what how would you speak to that to those that are like i have reserves and i'm and i'm willing to use them and they're there but then when they're depleting when you feel depleted and you're like how much more yeah. do i have to give because yeah. i feel exhausted yeah. Well, I mean, we. I feel depleted. That, it's very. It's a. It's a difficult thing, and we and hear you. We understand thing. that. It's a real thing yeah. where we feel I'm tired and yeah. I'm exhausted, um, and I feel like I'm running on empty. And yeah. I've been in seasons like that where I feel like I am running on empty, um, and it's in those moments where, like, for us as people of faith, like, like that is where I get refreshed, and that is my reserve because yes. ultimately I can't depend on my wife to fill my tank and be everything I need because there's times she will disappoint me or times she's going to go through a difficult season and I feel I'm not getting what I need from her, like my opportunity to serve her in that moment. But I have to go to God to be filled, to be refreshed, um, and to be anchored in that. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I have to be. 
And so ultimately, my refreshing comes from that. But I think I have to. I have to be very intentional in building that. So if you're going with somebody who's going through a difficult season. Um, or your spouse is maybe still struggling through the past season that we've just been through. Yeah. And now you feel like you're being resilient. You're kind of pushing through and you feel you're doing good, but they're kind of stuck. They're hurting or they're tired, whatever it may yeah. be. Um, like you have to find ways also to care for self, to refresh. If you're in a place where you're not getting that from your spouse or you're not, you're not in, connected in those ways together. You still have to invest in yourself and know that in this season, I get to serve them and I'm going to have to refresh myself. I'm going to have to fill myself. I'm going to have to stay connected in my walk with God and out of the overflow of that, be able to love my spouse well. And that's the only way you're going to be able to do that. Like I see it like a fountain. If God is pouring in, Mm -hmm. right, then you're going to be able to give to that next tier of that fountain and from there to overflow to the next tier and to the Mm -hmm. next tier. But if nothing's coming in, then it's going to be empty. Well, you as well will be empty. You're not going to have anything for your spouse, and you're not going to have anything for your children. Yeah, you're gonna what what what's going to come is could be toxic. Yeah. So, I what I believe that we're saying is that we have to be in direct relationship and communication with our heavenly Father daily. Yeah. To get filled, yeah. because what you just said was so good, because. I believe that a lot of people look to their spouse, especially when things are good, that that they get filled that way. Yeah. And in a way it does fill us. When I when we're simpatico or when when we're both having a great day, like that energy is great and we enjoy each other and it fills me up and I love when you know, I've done something that really makes you happy. And life is great, but not every day is like that. So what do you do on those days when life does not go that way? It, I go for a hike. I leave. I Well, you <laughs> don't kidding. leave. But what I'm saying is if, you're, if our relationship is dependent on how happy or how good we are, then yeah. it, it won't work. Yeah. So it has to be dependent on our relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. Full stop. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, that's at the core. And so, I mean, I just want to acknowledge as we're coming up here on time, like I want to acknowledge, like, you know, we recognize the season that we've all been through and it's, there's been this place, I think, where there's been some depletion and we have felt tired and we have felt that we're unmoored from, right, from the foundation, from where we need to be in our marriage. And so hopefully it's an encouragement to recognize that, don't go back to what was because there's something new, right? And if it was difficult, I hope that you are working through and finding refreshing and new life and you're remaining resilient, right? And working towards and um, healing and restoration in your marriage. But also recognizing too, there's a lot of good things that maybe did happen. Don't get back to your normal routine, if you will. People said, I want normal. And I haven't liked that because it's like, what's normal? Like, I don't like that. Like, do you really want normal? Yeah. Or do you want pretty amazing of what can happen? And so even say I want to get back to normal, I hear you. It's just this rhythm of life and certain things being, you know, I can walk into here and do this. I get that. But 
don't seek normal. Seek new. Seek that you would find resiliency and refreshment and newness. And at the same time, that you would build reserves right now. Yes. And that you have learned from where you've come from that I need to be prepared. We need to be prepared for whatever is in front of us. Because I do think in this season, what began to happen with cultural society is that that we did begin to abandon uh, the mari- the moorings of marriage, right, um, to what culture and society has said, right, and so we've unhitched from or unmoored ourselves from those things, and we're afloat in society and culture, and and like that cannot be what we. Allow to dictate our lives or our marriage where things should be, um, and society would tell you just do whatever you want, like have fun, do all this stuff. But we actually know, like, if I'm not investing and in building those reserves, there will come a moment when, right, there's depletion, yeah, or there's a pause in that fund, or something's yeah. happened, and what am I drawing from, yeah, right? So, anyways, we'll end so there. Build, build that reservoir. Yeah, build those reserves. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, we appreciate you. We're thankful for each and every one of you. Uh, please do us a favor. We say it on every single podcast. Go rate and review. Subscribe to the podcast. It helps us expand our reach, connect with more individuals. We are grateful for you. And always remember, in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.